it is so good to see you like it really is good to see you this is the first time we're chatting like perfect I love this you hit me at a perfect time I know dude are you kidding me I'm so glad that we're doing this right now because I'm like all right my kids are asleep none of them are in my bed so this is kind of perfect right now oh I just had a dude leave my bed so you had really good timing when I saw you that you liked my picture on Instagram, I was like, right now, let me message her and be like, bro, we have to do this right now. So this is perfect. What time is it in Hawaii? It is 12.41. All right. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and start this. Yes, ma'am. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of A Slut With Morals. I'm your curvy host, Ruby May. You can follow my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of those gorgeous social media platforms um, down at the link in the description below and just to follow up I am still working on new merch I am so sorry that it has taken forever today though I do have a guest my friend Jessica and she is joining us all the way from Hawaii hey how's it going Ruby it is going I'm so happy that you're here today I know. Me too. I'm so happy we found some time to get this in. Let's go. I know. Like I was just telling you, I saw that you liked my picture. It's it's almost 5 a.m. in Texas. And when I saw that you liked my picture on Instagram and it said liked seven minutes ago and I was like, fuck yes. Let me get her right now while we're both awake and hopefully we're both not distracted. So I'm surprised we haven't found time sooner because we both don't sleep. Girl, so. me? I've been, my schedule has been so out of whack lately and I've just been like, I've been exhausted. And then my kiddo gave me strep throat on Monday. So I've been like, Gosh. all right. You still have your tonsils? Girl, I've been trying to remove them so I can deep throat better. Mine being gone. <laughs> okay. So you're like the deep throat queen over there. I mean, I wish my gag reflex is just terrible. So I don't know. We working on it. You know, you know what they we- need to do? They need to, they need to do um uvula rearrangement or like uvula shortening you know what I mean so that gag um, reflex is is chill or can we just remove that too like take it right look I don't even need it I don't like Uh, to grow up like I don't need it I mean is that its only function did we research this like I don't know what it does I'm the one that should know this shit right Right, right? like wait let's google this real quick (laughs) google it google it I know I'm about to I'm about to let me get this because we need to know vital information you know what and it's the second so the first thing that pops up is uvula swollen <laughs> let's look at what uvula function is let's. okay it is made up of connective tissue glands and small muscle fibers yeah it's to create large amounts of saliva that keep your throat moist and lubricate oh yeah we can't get rid of it <laughs> no we can't get rid of it damn it also keep food or fluids from ending up in the space behind your nose when you swallow it is considered an organ of speech damn it we can't fuck it's a organ vital to to speech i mean and lubricate sense that like after a good night of deep throating like the next day i'm like so you'd be like look my throat be hurting and i'm like bro i think i'm getting (laughs) You know, and then my neck hurts, my back is sore, and I got bruises going up and down my legs. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she said bruises going up and down her legs. I'm done. And with the antidepressants, you know, it causes your, uh, you bruise easy, right? With some of them. So yeah. I, one time I literally had handprints going down my entire legs on both sides. It was, well, goddamn. It'd be like that, right? It'd be like that, man. Sometimes you just, um, it's for the greater good, right? It's for the greater good. It is. One slut to another is for the greater good. Amen. Amen. You know, I tell people about your podcast all the time, like my Uber riders and everything. I had so many people like, what's her name? Where is she? Let me follow her. And like, I make them look you up and add you and, and your name sells it. A slut with morals. They're like, oh, yep. A lot of people can relate to that. So however you came up with that, fucking genius. So I always get asked the question of like, well, how did you come up with a slut with morals? Well, I'm a slut, but I will never do things to other people that have been done to me. So like I have my morals, like I'm not trying to like burn bridges. If I'm going to be successful in anything, like I never want to leave a bad aftertaste in anyone's mouth. Right. But you know, you also help that either because like, you know, there's a saying that says you're always the villain in someone else's story. So it's kind of like, 
well, both ways. You can either be a really good person and you'll never make history, or sometimes you'll be a good person and yet you'll still have those people that are like, ugh, I hate her. My entire graduating class, what are you talking about? Right? <laughs> Shit. Because I'm automotive and I had pretty blue eyes and I'm in Hawaii and that's not a thing. So yeah, we got picked on a lot. Miss Piggy was my, my surname. <laughs> oh, gross. Fucking kids yeah. are fucking assholes, man. I'm still trying to find a way to call out my biggest bully from high school because he's one of the most popular comedy pages here in Hawaii. Uh, I can find a way to call him out so only he knows it. That's my goal. So whenever I get my podcast up and actually functioning out here, that's... What is your podcast name? It is self-titled, so Just Try Me 7. It's on Spotify, so I'm only using it on Spotify so far. The first couple ones were honestly just rants. That's how I got started. And of course, you inspired most of that. So I did want to share with, you know, everybody how we started talking. I had been following you for like two years. You said two years? Well, I've been following you for about two years. That's why when you messaged me that one time, I was like, oh my God, wait, you follow me? Like, what? I mean, like, so like I said, you know, like you said you followed me for two years and, and I know that you and I like, we've kind of had on and off messages, messaging for like the better part of a year. And I've watched you grow so much, you know, I've, I've watched you become more confident and I've watched you turn into this savage woman that I, I highly admire. And sometimes you post things and I'm like, I wonder if I had something to do with that. Not, not that I'm saying I'm like an influencer, but I feel like sometimes when you see things, it like subliminally sinks into your mind and it's yeah. like a seed and it starts to kind of like grow and grow within you, you know? Right. Well, I, like I said, I've been following you before. I think you even follow me back or whatnot. Um, I mean, this is back to like when you were on a live one day and I, you were just like, you were a hot mess and you were just giving it to people. And I was just like, was yes. I drunk? I don't know, sis. It was like midday. You were smoking. You had your glasses on outside, which are, we call it a titter bun. You had your bun all up. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that, the first impression shit that's when that started so like but you talk to me and I find it like if I'm following someone who has a big following and I say something to you and you talk to me back that means the world to me like you know you're taking the time to interact with your people so that's how that started and then you know we fast forward and I watched you grow too I mean I've seen you before this even became a thing right and you reached out to me when I was just starting out to Uber and you sent me, you know, what your earnings was for like a week. And you were like, just keep going. You took the time out of your day to reach out to me and show me that someone was there. Someone cared and Hey, don't give up. That meant the world to me. You know, you didn't have to do that. You know, I didn't even know you were following me. So that was awesome. Yeah, no, I, um, so I, I try to, there are a couple of, of people that I try to like stay up to date with and you are one of them especially because like you seemed at one moment you and I kind of the same like I lost my job I kind of lost everything I I didn't reach out at that time but I kind of felt like you and I we were in kind of like the same place uh life is fucked and I just wanted to let you know that that it seems bad but it's really it's it's not the end of the world like you're keep going like it's gonna be okay just keep going you know right I've noticed that it seems like we go through depression together. Yeah. We're synchronized in that matter. But the other thing I wanted to say is like, I know it sounds super cliche. I'm not trying to gas you up or anything, but you, you have had a huge impact on me pursuing my podcast. And I've been working on Just Try Me 7, my, my whole branding for like two to almost even three years and never did anything to actually put it out there. So it got to the point where I was like, fuck, if you're doing it, like, let me just get on there and record something, you know? And that's kind of how that started. I always tell people, I'm like, look, the first season of my podcast is probably the worst. I am drunk as fuck every episode. Not only that, but there were times when I was done doing the slutty shit and I was like, bro, I'm fucked up. Let me tell you what the fuck just happened. And there are times when I'm like crying and I'm like, I'm fucked up. But this is the real shit, you know? The real shit is what I originally wanted to do. Because out here in Hawaii, honestly, nobody talks about the stuff that we talk about. They don't talk about sex. But tell me why 
90% of people out here are single moms with five kids and three different baby daddies. But nobody talks about shit because in Hawaii, it's hush hush. Everything is um, embarrassment or pride or it. That's how it is here. And everybody knows everybody. The island's so small. So it's really hard to function, let alone date. That's why I only date people that are not from Hawaii. Let's put that out there. Um. (laughs) Texas is huge compared to Hawaii. You guys are like, I don't know, probably the size of Dallas compared to Hawaii. Yeah, you guys have a lot of inhabitants, right? But at the same time, it's like, I know if I go somewhere, there is a there's a 1% chance I will run into someone that I know. And that's probably just like in passing or something, but it's not the only time that I've ever actually like gone out and I've actually made known a group of people where I was going to is because A, I lived in that area. B, that was my drinking area. So, you know, like those were my <laughs> stomping grounds. Like that's how I knew those people. And even then, well, like I, I refrain from like sleeping with that group of people because like, <laughs> from like anyone in that group because it was like they were all just like community dick like their job was just to provide dick like oh are you sad here's some dick oh are you here to celebrate here's my dick it didn't matter what you were there at that bar for if those guys were there someone was getting dick and kind of towards the end there like it just got real sloppy everybody had slept with everyone and I'm like how do y'all not all have chlamydia right now? Like you guys are gross. (laughs) They did. They just didn't tell anybody. (laughs) Exactly. And this is also like why I don't sleep with my friend's exes. I won't sleep with- I don't know, Ruby. That's a whole different podcast topic. We're going to have to touch on. I know, right? I know, I know. But you know, it's, it's kind of funny too, because like I was trying to talk about this on a different podcast episode. Snapchat shows the friends you have in common. Like It'll pop up on my quick ad and it'll say, oh, these three, four people have know this same girl. Okay. And it's never, it's never men that are on my quick ad. No, it's females. And then it shows me four five, six people are friends with this same girl. And I'm like, do men not see this? No. We know. We can see. They're too busy sending their dick pics, sis. (sighs) but it's funny that you bring that up because honestly and I love the question that we're going to get to at the end that's actually one of the reasons that I am pushing away from online dating because a little bit back history okay guys I have online dated for about 10 years I've had a four-year relationship in between a one-year relationship in between and I mean I have been through the ringer and a lot of it was on me too you know what we allow is what we get right but what I started to notice recently is is those type of things so like if I add someone on Instagram and I start going through his friends list and he has this girl this girl this girl and then I click on a girl's page and then let's say I have two other guys that I've added to my Instagram well they're all friends with her too and I'm like ill this is a whole clusterfuck and then it's even worse being on the island let me give you an example you're talking about a one in a hundred chance you'll run into somebody sis every time i go to the grocery store i'm running into people from high school Disgusting. that happened with me like i am so happy that i can say that what's funny is i only live like a town away from where i grew up mm. and it's still a very 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 slim chance that i'll run into someone that i went to school with When I do, I just like nod, like do the head nod and then just like keep going. Here they're like, hey, Jessica, long time no see. And I'm looking at you like, ew. And then it's, (laughs) oh, how many kids do you have? Because apparently if you don't have more than one child, then something's wrong with you. Or my best friend who 30 years this year, they run into us together at the store and they're like, oh, you guys still hang out? yeah that's my fucking person like if you even knew anything about me you would know that that's my person but you only know me because I got picked on so keep it moving you know I think I have to be happy that I don't ever really run into the popular people I run into like the crowd that I hung out with but never like run into like the popular kids that bullied me no I had I had the fat girl in high school call me fat and try to tell me hi like a month ago when I ran her and I'm just like It was because I was different. I was in auto shop. I had blue eyes. I was one of the only maybe four white girls in Waianae. Because in Hawaii, we're the minority, by the way. We are. Yeah. And especially if you have blue eyes, then you're just even worse. You know, you said you were an automotive class. And I find that really cool. My friend actually 
that is sponsoring this episode and I will have her link down below. She sent me this hand scrub and this for afterwards, like a Vaseline that you put on your hands. And it is so amazing because I suffer from like seasonal eczema. So like whenever the weather changes in Texas, that's when I get like the worst eczema. Unfortunately, like I get it on my hands, but this stuff has been helping so much. So Anna, thank you so much for sending that. Thank you so much for sponsoring today's episode. And now back to what we were talking about. You know what, though? You brought up the automotive thing. If that works for like, so there's a lot of women mechanics out there. They usually buy Gojo and that that thing smells like orange. It's, it doesn't, sm- I mean, it smells really good. Even the like jelly that you put on your hands, it's, um, it's a softener. And let me tell you, it has really like changed my life. Sometimes I even put some on my elbows because, you know, I don't want to have them ashy elbows. So sometimes I'm just like, all right, I got to put this on. And I mean, like I made everyone in my house try it. I didn't just keep it for myself. I was like, nah, everyone has to try this shit. Like this shit is good. Right, right. So no ashy elbows in your house. Got it. No no ashy elbows, (laughs) no no hurting hands. So guys, check out the link in the description below and it will take you straight to my friend Anna's page. Buy some for your wife, buy some for your girlfriend get some for them because it the stuff I'm telling you it is really 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 good and I think it's only like 12 to 13 dollars a bottle could be a really great valentine's day present a great anniversary gift or just a gift in general you had me at jelly (laughs) mind you it's not petroleum (laughs) (laughs) or ky mind you it's not ky (laughs) so you were telling me that you've been online dating for 10 years yeah yeah and a relationship in between you know you had a four-year relationship and then you had a one-year relationship yeah and then I mean we've had meaningful overnight relationships and things like that along the way situationships the situation yeah oh I actually call it situationships because it's really just shit after a while it turns into shit it literally is like I said I just had someone leave tonight and that was a complete waste of time yeah I've only been online dating for what, like three years now. And even now, like I called it quits last year. I was just, I'm done. Now, do I still have Bumble on my phone? Yes, because I just (laughs) want to look at them. You know, there's men are very pretty. Like I still want, especially the ones in like uniform. Like I love to look at them. We we take care of our soldiers. I will thank them with my cervix for their service. Facts. Facts. (laughs) So I only date military and the reason being, of course, my preference is black men and men that are not from Hawaii. So unfortunately, that usually equals military. Trying to find something serious out of that. I'm probably, you know, the whole definition of insanity, right? But totally worth it. I keep my dating apps on mostly because like you said, we like to look at them and it amazes me the type of men that I match with. Girl. Look. Girl. <laughs> Sis, sometimes I'll just like, I'll just swipe on like a bodybuilder and I'm like, nah, uh, we met. And I'm like, there's no way. And then, and I'm not even gonna, like, it is good looking dudes out there that love them. A curvy ass woman. Like they want all right. the ass. They want the big fucking thighs. They want to be crushed, bro. Like, thick oh, thighs don't save oh, lives. Yeah. No, 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 no. Thick thighs take lives, baby. Why would you want to hit Reef when you can ride the wave? I'm done. <laughs> My cousin, he, he would be like, man, I love me a thick woman. I want to slap a thigh and ride that wave. You know what I'm saying? And I was like 14 years old and I was like, no. I got to tell you though, sis, if, and I'm not using you for this at all, but if I want to up my followers, all I got to do is comment under one of your freaking posts and it's like, ding, 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 ding. Oh yeah. That's, I do that with um, the gains. Like I will comment. Oh, his page his. is amazing. He trips me out. Like there are some times where I will just, I'll comment something and I'm not even going to lie to you. The comment section on his page drives me wild like I die every time I'm like holy fuck now talking about the games comment section like I kind of wish there was like a database that showed who has fucked who on Instagram like right oh my gosh what we need a patent is kinkstagram we need a patent kinkstagram because I'm so tired of my pages getting hacked and deleted and oh guys if you were following us on with morals too and you guys are like what happened to her page that is exactly what happened my page got hacked into and it got deleted and I cannot get it back because someone else deleted it they deleted all of my information so I cannot get back oh. to Instagram. I'm so sorry that's why if you go down to the link in the description below into my link tree you will you will find the new Instagram so I am so sorry you guys 
I was so pissed when that first page got blocked. I mean, you worked so hard. Like, 17,000 followers. So fucking mad. It took me four years to give it to 17,000 followers. And you know, it sucks because even if you do that, like there are so many pages out there that I, I'm just one of, of hundreds of thousands, you know? And so I work really, really hard to get there. I become people's favorites and boom, it's gone. No getting it what, what blows my mind is I have literally found porn on there. Oh, tell, yeah. me, tell me how these pages get away with posting all these things. And then there was, I follow a lot of plus size model pages, London Andrews, Yasmin the Fox, you know, all these other pages. And they were getting shadow banned because of their influence they have on people, the body positivity move. It, it really goes to show you. And, and this touches on, remember that podcast you sent me about closure? And you yes. said, when shit happens, you take it personal. You have no idea how much that has stuck with me. People love them a thick girl when they want to get their dick wet, period. Yeah. I hate to say that. Don't, don't get me wrong. There are men out there that love the hell out of us, but I'm trying to find me one that loves me for all aspects. Yeah. I think that I have certain insecurities that I get a little triggered on. And one thing that I do tell guys, and it's so funny too, like I've dated men that are like 140 pounds all the way up to 275. And to me, it's it's never been like, and I'm like at a good 180 and I've actually dropped from like, I think I was 204 was my heaviest. Then that was last year. And I was super, super depressed last year. So of course my mm -hmm. weight went up. Right. And so now I'm down and it's, it's just like, I can't believe that I will post a picture of myself on these dating apps. I will say, Hey, I am a big girl. And then once we meet, they are disappointed that I'm fat. And it's like, I told you. I asked you, yeah. you reassured me. And yet yeah. now I'm not good enough for you because I have weight on me or I'm overweight. This isn't something that you were surprised about. This isn't something that should have surprised you whatsoever. I have right. full size pictures of myself. It's not just of my face, you know? And I think that that's why I got rid of all of the other ones. I mean, I got banned on Tinder, but still, you know, it's still <laughs> like, it's still like, this should not have been a problem. I'll give you a, a cheat code for any of our big girl listeners out there. If a man asks you, hey, can I see a full body picture? And this is within the first 20 to 30 minutes of you talking. He just wants to smash. Also, once you send said full body picture, and then he says, so what are you looking for? He just wants to smash. Because yeah. what I've learned is we're good enough to fuck we're not good enough to date. And that has happened multiple times. So that is one of the goals with my business out here is I want to help change the way we date. That is my goal. And the way to do that is changing the way we date. It's not them. You know, and it's so stupid too, because like, I always tell people, I don't look at another woman because since I was a teenager, like I stopped saying this after after a friend of mine, like, I think I was 13 or 14 years old. And I was so sad that I was not a size two, like my other friends. And I had a friend that was bigger and she looked at me and she said, I wish I was your size. And to wow. me, she broke me because I was like, I'm so crazy wishing that I could look like other people when there's people out there that wish they look like me it flipped in my brain that I have to stop idolizing these women, these people that can afford not just plastic surgery and all of these things, but they can afford to like eat healthier. They can afford to go to the gym every day. They can afford right. to do this and that, you know, like they have time on their hands. They have someone doing this or that for them, you know? And I had to just, I had to like rewire my own brain into thinking that I am good enough for myself and yet, like my goal weight or like my goal size is like a size eight. It, it is about being healthier, but it's also about loving myself in my best form. And even when I'm a size eight, I'm still like 155, 160 pounds. You know what I mean? Even then that weight, according to BMI and according to my doctor would still be, we'll still be obese. overweight. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would still be yeah. obese. Because how tall are you? You're like five, what, five, four? No, babe, I'm 4'11". Hey, hey, I was trying to gas you up. It's my first time on your show. <laughs> oh, but my attitude's six four. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Um, what am I? I am five three, and I just finally broke two forty five. So I've been two fifty two to two forty five for like five years. Yeah, the weight 
my best friend finally told me, she was like, you know, you got picked on because of your blue eyes, right? Because they're jealous or because of this and that. And I was like, you know what? The, the comparison that we do has everything to do with looks and nothing to do with personality. Like, I think I'm hilarious. Like I laugh at my jokes. Like I think I'm funny. My kids think I'm funny. And that's another thing too. Like I had to stop worrying so much about like everyone else's thought points on me and, and trying to get everyone else's approval when honestly the only approval that I really care about is my daughters. That's who I live for. Yeah. Like, that's who I work for. That's who I'm doing all of this for. If I am doing anything, if I'm trying to change the world, make it a better place, change perspectives, then at the end of the day, like as long as my kids are proud of me. My daughter, and I worry about her sometimes because she's 13. She's about to be 13. She's taller than me. She just got her boobies. I'm freaking out. You know, she caught COVID in January and we we went to this park away from everybody just to get out of the house. And we're walking and I'm teasing her because she got this long, beautiful mermaid hair. And I'm like, oh, you don't want to cut your hair short like mommy. You know, what if mommy had cancer? Like, would you do that? Would you support me? And I'm teasing her. And I said, you know, because it's, it's really hard. Sometimes mommy doesn't feel pretty with my short hair. Aww. And without skipping a beat, this little girl was like, mom, nobody feels pretty. They just fake it. Oh. And I looked at her and I was, bro, right? Bro. I was in awe of her in that moment. I do not worry about my daughter growing up at all because tell me that's not the truest shit you've ever heard. Yeah. It was just amazing. You know, body image and loving yourself. I hated that concept for so long, but I really think it's for me, it's not looking in the mirror and loving myself. It's what have I overcome? What have I, what have I struggled with? And, you know, I've been through things that people would not survive, you know, mental struggles and, and I'm still here and all of that encompasses who I am. So physical really has nothing to do with who I am. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're so right. You know, and, and it's so funny too, because like, I, you know, I, I have my weight on me, but I, I know other people and you know, they actually have like, there are success stories out there on dating apps. And that's what is mind blowing to me that like, I have a friend met her husband on, on Tinder and they actually like moved in together, got engaged. And then they just got married in Puerto Rico on new year's Eve, like on the beach. Like, and I was like, tinder though like tinder like tinder oh <laughs> tinder is like the worst app out there i hate it tinder. is it is and it's not and you know what tinder was actually one of the the last ones i got on and it was it was out of desperation i was like all right all right let's leave no stone unturned like let's go and honestly tinder has been the best one that i've used uh, i'm also on facebook dating right now and that's how i met my current dude that i was dealing with but I mean, POF out here is trash. Bumble's trash. It, it's, you know, they have Badu. What is that? Meet Me, Scout. You know, I've been on them all. I even got on Set Life. I got on freaking. Um, Girl? Sponsor us. <laughs> hey, Set Life. What's up? Hawaii uses Set Life like crazy, yo. Mm. There's a huge kink community out okay. here. But, oh, but y'all embarrassed about single moms. Oh my gosh, dude. You're not, but you know what? Most you'd be surprised some of the kinksters I see out here, though. It goes everywhere from people that aren't from here to like the locals. And there's this local chick on there. Yo, she be putting it out there. Like, sometimes I get, sometimes my male followers will send me like Tinder profiles that they've like ran up on. And I think one of them was like, I just want someone to leave my vagina looking like a punched lasagna. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> same <laughs> yo I told you I just started doing Brazilians right so oh my god I gotta I gotta give it to these older women and older women the ones that aren't out there screwing everybody their vaginas look like they're like 18 okay, okay. and I'll be looking at theirs and I'll be looking at mine and I'm like I really need to stop fucking with black dudes like <laughs> All right, all right. Hold on though, because I have been with some white men that were wow. Like no, wow. I know, but I never find those. Okay, don't get me wrong. Stereotypes are 80% accurate. 80% from my research. Okay. Not all races live up to the stereotypes. 
but yes, I've heard of some. My my lady today that I did the Brazilian on, she said the biggest man she's ever been with was a lotion man. Probably Asian? Laos? Yes. She was as she showed me size and girth and everything. I'm like, well, all right. yo, is this an untapped? Time to up my ante. Right. Yeah, we'll go back on Bumble. <laughs> right. Right. It, it had me questioning like some things. <laughs> and she, she, yeah, she was not shy at all. My third Brazilian, and I'm just like in between her legs, and she's showing me dick sizes, and I'm like, you're so vulnerable when you have your legs up, knees to chest, and your butthole yeah. is just in your esthetician's face, yeah. and you're just like talking about where you're gonna go for brunch and shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just have yeah. it all out there, talking about the universe and whatnot, and it's just like you are literally in the portal, you know. And I'm over here thinking, oh my god, please hope I don't burn her. Let's let's do this the right way. <laughs> like I'm still new, you know what I mean? So it's not something I ever thought I would be doing in my entire life how do you go from working on cars to let me wax your vagina and your butthole oh my yeah. god you know it's just so funny though like life is such a gamble and dating apps and just meeting someone organically like i've gotten more laid after rock shows and i have online dating probably i think that i mean like during covid yeah of course like i use the dating app for specifically that and i have season one is all about that you guys so if you guys want to go back and and listen to a very drunk Ruby talk about some shit, go ahead and listen to that. But some of the worst encounters, honestly, and some of the best, some of the best, some I fucked up. But you have these old hookups, you have this rotation probably. Yeah. Just like you have to start purging your life. You know, it's, it's so crazy that, that we allow all of these like negative vibes and negative energies into our life without even knowing how they're going to affect us later on. Yeah, that's the soul tie shit. Yeah. And it's just like, you have to stop doing like, you got to start purging all of these people. That's why I ended up sending you that is closure real episode of mine, because you were going through this thing. And I was like, this is what she needs to hear. This is what you've no idea how on point that was. There were so many things in that podcast. I, I was literally in tears and I, it meant more to me that you're like, I'm listening to it too. Cause I didn't feel alone. You, and you're, it's your own podcast, but you're like, let me, let me feel this with you. That's what I felt in that moment. The whole, the not berating them over and over. Cause that's what I do. And I, that, it's toxic as fuck. And don't get me wrong. I know this, but when you're so upset, you just, you want them to feel the pain that you're feeling. You think that if you say things a certain way that they'll get it, they don't give a damn. They do not care because people show you exactly who they are the first time. And we're like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> I know I have people are like, I can fix him. And it's just like, honey, you are not Bob the Builder. They're like, I can change him. And I'm like, baby, they're not a diaper. You have to accept the person for who they are the first time they show you who they really are. Well, what's sad to me, and, and I hate to use this as an example, is my best friend, the one I've told you about all this time with, with the baby he ended up having, and then she knocked herself up again to try to keep him. And it's just like, bro, you're fucking with a child's life. This is not, this is not something to play about. Yeah. And now you just pissed him off more. It's sad. It's really sad. Ladies out there, you cannot keep a man by giving him children. You cannot. A man that wants to be kept will be kept. Will be kept. I mean, everyone kind of knows that I went through a celibacy period where I just, <laughs> Yo, I, I remember like, that. Done. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. Like I have to just clean, like I have to just like purge everything out of my life. And I was just celibate. Like I didn't do anyone or anything for months. And it was like the craziest fucking thing too, because there were a lot of things that led up to it at that point, but. I was just like, okay, I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to sober up. I'm going to, you know, stop doing this. But then, and it was so crazy because like it was during my time of celibacy where I received the most dick pics of my life. <laughs> Did you send out a memo? Like... I sent out a, I'm single. I sent out a, I'm single and I'm not having sex. I mean, and then it was just like, it was a wave, girl. It was just like wave after wave. I was in a freaking, it wasn't even a wave. It was like a freaking hurricane like they just all just came towards me like I was ready to I mean has one ever worked for you because I've never had some rando send me one and me be like yes I would like this one as my partner 
the only yeah. I got this crush out here. He knows I've been crushing on him, but he's also I don't want to give it. Okay, he's a rapper out here, okay. right? So he has this image to uphold. So he'd uh-huh. never be seen with me. And yet every time I see him, there's this crazy chemistry, energy, all this shit, right? So I'm thinking in my head though, you know, cause I've done my research. I'm like, this dude's probably small as hell. And it, it may have taken like two years before he finally sent me a dick pic and it was nice. Okay, but you guys were talking it was a while. Nice. We talked a while. It wasn't a right. random dick pic. It was but not I'm a random. Well, I'm saying like a rando one. No, it has never inspired me to get on one. I've never slept with someone who sent me a random dick pic. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) right? I don't even know your name. What's your penis's name? The best one I ever got is hi, dick pic with a wedding ring on. And I told him, I said, you might want to remove the wedding ring before you send the dick pic. He's like, you would pay attention to the details. Yeah. I look, I like my men like I like my Snickers bar, okay? Veiny and satisfying. I just, it was veiny. <laughs> you know, the funny one is once I will start talking to someone though, then I'm curious. Then I want to see it. Exactly. But you, but you got to entice me with something else. Build the chemistry. I don't think people understand that they're out here just throwing dick pics around. You know, there's like 20 other people in my inbox that just did that, right? What makes you different? Now imagine having 17.3 thousand followers and 90% of them are male. <laughs> the best one is when you were like, I, you went on this rant about women sending you vagina pictures. <laughs> oh, the flap attacks. Girl, girl. I, I low-key almost sent you one. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> no, but I like, <laughs> Talk to you later. Okay, so... I was like going through my messages, right? Because sometimes it does take me a minute to like scroll through all of my messages. And I tell everybody, I read every single message. I end up getting this one from this chick and I open it. It's like, boom, dude, like right in my face. And I was like, not expecting it. Cause normally when I get a message from women, it's like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Where did you get your shirt? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. (laughs) I love your makeup. Oh my gosh, where are your lashes from? It's like, what are your lashes called? What brand is this? What brand is, you know? And that's like the messages that I receive from women. And I love those messages because it's so nice to get away from the dick pics. Right, right. And next thing I know, it's like, boom, vagina in my face. And I was just like, whoa, I was not expecting it. And then it was like way more pictures of like, it was like probably maybe 10 pictures of her vagina. Wow. In like different angles and with stuff up them. And I was like, Okay. Um, so I just like deleted that. I didn't even like reply or anything. And then I go and it's like another one. And this time I was like, oh, me and my guy love you. And then it's like, boom, a video of them. Yeah. And I was just like, how do, why is this going on? And then, so (laughs) then the next day more badge picks. And then I was like, all right, no, I'm no like, okay. Wow. Like, every vagina is beautiful and I'm like no they're literally all ugly like yeah they actually are pretty I'm sorry <laughs> like men are gonna disagree with me men it's okay if you disagree with me you're supposed to but right. um, but no to me I'm just I would 110 times rather look at a meat tower than I would someone's queef chapel now you're gonna get a bunch of dick pics tomorrow I'm just letting you know I'll survive like Gloria Gaynor I will survive but you know what's funny is I think they tunnel vision. All they see is a slut. They skip over the whole with morals. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then they skip over the podcast part too. Like they don't understand. Like that's a whole thing right there. None's ever worked for you. None's ever worked for me. There was one that was probably like enticing. And then it was, and then it said something like in Seattle. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with it now? What, what am I supposed to do with something from Seattle? I got this dude in my inbox right now. Probably came from your page. Who knows? Sorry. No, it's okay. I actually enjoy it. I think it's funny. But I'm getting dick videos. And he's, I don't even know where he is. I don't even know what state he's in. I'm like, bruh, come to Hawaii. You talk this shit, come to Hawaii. Like, what am I supposed to do with you? And it's nice. It's sweet. And, you know, y'all got the sweet things to say. But let's see a plane ticket. Let's see a plane ticket. Dick pic, plane ticket. Or plane ticket and then dick pic together they should just come together no my favorite is sexed 
question mark <laughs> and they're like in London and I'm like how no like I like my shit tangible I like to be able to touch you know what I mean like if I'm gonna do something I have to be able to like gag on no don't get me wrong I'll get it's nice because we all know what a nice penis looks like to me I'm more impressed and I'm like bro you must be dicking some girls down and then they're like yeah it could be you no it's not gonna be me if they hit me when I'm irritated I'm like yo does that work for you I want to know. I want to know. Does that work for you? Because somebody must be saying yes and jumping on this shit because they keep doing it. Okay. So I also have, I have a theory that some guys actually get off on being humiliated sometimes. Like, I think that they like the degradation a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, oh, yeah. that's the whole thing. Like financial <laughs> domination. Yeah. No, but yeah, I agree. Like sometimes like, holy shit. Sometimes I do get videos and I'm like, okay, things proud of you. <laughs> Right? Like, good job, bro. You're the greater percentage of the world. Been doing our research for about 12 years now. Oh, you and I have been doing the legwork. Beginning, I didn't mention it when we were talking about the whole slut with morals thing. My old screen name when I was on Moco Space uh-huh. was Sadistic Nympho. Okay. That should and be your podcast. I'm thinking about it. I've been on the sense of how I want to approach these things because, yeah. again, Hawaii is small. And if you look up sadistic and you look up nympho and then you get an understanding, like for me, it wasn't like, okay, I'm out here wanting to have sex all the time. It was, that's my drug. That's my issue is I want sex all the time. Like it was just this weird thing, but nobody understood that. You know, it's crazy. Like women do, I actually think that women want sex more than men. Like we, I think yes. it was like, oh, men think about sex every seven seconds. And I'm over here like, okay, well, I'm, I beat those numbers consistently. I, I have a problem. I am sick because yes. if you're thinking about it every seven seconds, like I am a dirty piece of woman. Ooh, girl. And then when I'm ovulating, you know, when you, you, I call it the void, you know what I'm talking about? You know, when, when it's just like, yes. you get those, um, like your pussy's just like, like searching for something. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, guys, you think blue balls is bad. Try having an opening, a literal hole in your body that needs to be filled. Y'all don't understand the ache that we feel. That's why we do Kegels because we're trying to like squeeze it. So we can, we're trying to entrap something in there. Back. Like that's our soul sucker. You know, Literally. I am trying to like get some, someone's essence in me and I'm not getting that essence. And I get very needy and whiny and very like <laughs> submissive and breedable. Yep. I got to share this with you. So my cat just went into her second heat the other day and I came home and I was freaking out. I was like, yo, I text my, my friend. I'm like, I think my cat's broken. I haven't seen this. So I was freaked out, but she's over there just meowing, rolling on the ground. And then her body is just like etched out and she's like her eyes twitching. I'm and I, is this what I look like? Like, <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know. You usually just act like a brat until you get dicked down. And he's like, I don't know when you're horny. I was like, bro, that's because I'm horny all the time. I have no other... I have no other personality. Like I have no other, this is me. With online dating. Okay. And this is, this is my issue. I think we talked about this before is guys are hitting me with the, oh, well, I want to test drive the car before I buy it. Okay. If a guy comes at me throwing a dick pic or comes at me and you know, he's just trying to get in it. I have literal no attraction, no interest in you. I will not talk to you sexually. And then they're all like, oh, well, you're just vanilla or you must not like sex. I'm like, bruh, I eat ass. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you have no clue. Same. And it's like, if you would just show me a little bit of interest, uh, even just a morsel of interest in who I am and what I'm passionate about and things I've been through, I'm over there like, yo, when can we get in like when Everything. when we do it like hello like that's cute that you want to talk about that like video games but all I'm thinking about is your dick right now like can you I'm thirsty feed me your cock <laughs> you know I've been in I've been in multiple relationships situationships you know I've only had maybe two people that were sexually compatible with me as far as like wanting it you know the relationships I was in they were like oh well just you know it's it's not all about sex 
no, it's not. But uh, you're mine. Like, gimme. Oh, I'll that's why it. I became an aggressive cuddler. If you are mine, I am going to cuddle the fuck out of you. I'm going to want to touch you all the time. I'm going to want to love on you. I'm going to kiss you. I'm going to touch you at all times. Like, if you are near me, even if you're playing your video game and I'm on the couch and I'm reading, what I'm going to do is I'm still going to, like, go and I'm going to touch you and I'm going to give you a kiss on the cheek and then I'll go sit back down and I'll keep reading my book or doing research or whatever it is that I'm doing, right? Because... I have to touch you. Like, I can't not touch you. Yep. I think, you know, when they talk about the love languages? Yeah. All of them. If you have any question, anybody about dating me, all of them. <laughs> Just at any given point in time and all at once. You know, but sex is not on there. It should be a love language. I don't know. Physical touch. I was going to categorize it with that, too. But I mean, that was literally what it was. And, you know, the last relationship I was in and he was just like, you know, if you want it, just take it. Like it's yours. It's there for you. I'm like, no, but I want you to want me. Consent is sexy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Consent is sexy. I don't want to feel like I have to rape you in order to get mine. Right. Cause then I just feel like you don't even want me like, okay, cool. Your dick gets hard. Cause I touch it. Like make me feel good about myself too. If I'm making you feel good about you, make me feel good about me touch on my body tell me you love it hug on my waist and touch my tummy and tell me how much you love you know my body like tell me I'm pretty kiss me play with my hair I mean all of that stuff it it sounds not cliche but it sounds lame but it's it's what it is man you know like you do these things and it's little signs of affection that say hey I'm interested hey I love the way you look hey I'm interested you know what I mean you're attractive I find you attractive you're so beautiful like you don't always have to say these words in order for me to feel them. Like just giving me that physical attention. And and I'm telling you, it doesn't always have to be sex because intimacy is not just sex, but it's touch on my knee when we're driving or hold my hand while you're driving or those little things go so far. Yep. I, I had a guy who was basically just a cuddle partner we knew each other for two years we hooked up one towards the end of him leaving Hawaii he came over he slept over three times before we even had sex but what I the reason I bring it up is there was one morning where I got up to you know say goodbye to him because he had to leave for work and he grabbed me by my chin to kiss me and I am telling you that's the most intimate moment I've ever had in my life but he took the time to show me that level of affection in that moment and I don't think anybody understands that will get you laid quicker than anything else in the fucking world absolutely it's putting in the effort that's what it is I mean I think recently this guy that I was seeing what he did was I was really sad and I don't even know what I was sad about and I remember before leaving his place like what he did was when he hugged me he gave me a forehead kiss and I literally like I didn't know I needed it they're so underrated just like right like a smooch right there and I took it with me you know what I mean and that was literally what kept me warm like it's it like warm and fuzzy you know people don't realize that it really is the little things it makes a difference with whether I'm going to deal with you or not do you speak to my body on those levels do you speak to my soul on those levels because with some people, because there are people out here who can have sex and no strings attached and no, they don't feel shit. I'm sorry, but the greater of us, it's an intimate encounter. It is not just sex. Like you ain't doing nothing different than the last person. I will not fuck with you after that. You won't hear from me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I've been single for the last few years and despite my best effort, I've received hundreds of DMs as to people that, my followers that can't believe I'm still single and I honestly like I oh, I can't God. believe it either but I, I am and I think that it all boils down to like sometimes I feel like romance is dead and I also like I do sometimes I hold expectations I mean like open the door for me you know make sure that I'm comfortable when I'm around you I mean it's it's the little things that I don't even watch rom-coms because I don't, I don't think that rom-coms are believable. I don't think that shit like that would ever really happen in real life. And so for me, it's kind of like, I can't watch the rom-coms because I just roll my eyes the whole time because I am not this cute, tiny, petite little woman that is blonde and she has everything going in her life for her. For me, it's really hard for me to be able to like put myself in her shoes 
And it's so stupid too. Like, and you see it in movies and you see it in books or you read it in books where the girl never knows that she's pretty, but somehow she just like wakes up perfect every morning and her boobs are big and her ass is, you know, a perfect apple shape or a pear shape or a peach shape or whatever, or a heart shape. She just has these amazing everything about her. And it's just like, bro, that's not even real life. If no. I were the protagonist in a book, I would be like running to fucking shave my legs, cutting myself forgetting to shave one armpit because sometimes that happens you know what I mean like I am the clumsy girl I'm the one that like forgets what she's saying half the time if I'm not medicated on my Adderall I'm the one that just has a lot to say but sometimes hardly ever says it unless I'm on a podcast but I'm usually I'm like very quiet and I'm pretty reserved and a lot of that has to do with my autism but at the same time it's like I have so much to give but I'm overlooked consistently because I don't fit the social norm I swear to God, we're the same person. You know, I realized that my issue with dating isn't me. My issue with dating is that I'm a good person and I have a good heart and I'm strong Yep. and I I overcome things. One of my exes will admit this. He said, and I told him, I said, the reason you don't want to be with me is because you know that that would be it. You know that I'm a good enough woman that you would be set for life. We'd be married. We'd have kids and you're not ready for that. They're not ready for me. That's why that shit on my Instagram, it says they never going to be ready for me. And that's an L I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Why should I be punished? Because I'm a good woman. That's actually, it's so crazy that you say that because here's the thing. I think that there are people out there that are ready to be in a relationship, right? But what they're not ready for is to be happy. And sometimes when this person comes along that you vibe well with, that you, the sex is great, that you can actually see them as being a part in your life forever. And the thing that scares you the most, and this happens a lot with people that, whose parents have died, right? This happens a lot with people that have that, that trauma of being abandoned. They get scared of being happy because when they're happy, it feels like everything can go wrong. And I say this all the time is hurt people hurt people. And the cycle just continues and my thing and people dog me for this but I'm like look I'm all or nothing if I like you you like me what's up so you know because worst case scenario it'll end but other people are not ready for that well that's another thing too is that yes hurt people do hurt people but healed people heal people yes amen and unfortunately there are people out there that either they do want the help and they do want to heal or they do want to grow or they want to change perspectives or this and that but they're not ready for it yeah they want it but they're not ready for it and that's the thing too is that like you have to be willing if you do want a relationship with this person but you're not ready yet or you have to be able to rewire yourself in order for you to be able to be happy Because if you're not fighting for your own happiness, if you're not fighting for your own peace of mind, if you're not fighting for your own joy, for your own success, for your own wealth, if you are not waking up every day, and yeah, sometimes you scream into the pillow, right? But if you are not waking up every day, ready for the next battle, you're going to succumb. You're going to succumb to your own bitterness. Yeah. Do the work. Unpack your bags. Exactly. No one's going to do it for you. You so know, the out there is actually willing to love you and help you go through these things and help you heal. That's because they're a healed person and they want to help heal you too. No, I'm not saying that, oh, I can fix him. I can change him. Once again, he's not a diaper and you are not Bob the Builder. What, what's happening here is that you see this person that wants to heal. So you're willing to help them heal. And sometimes, unfortunately, that relationship doesn't work out, right? you were the person in their life for a reason or a season, right? And a lot of the times you help them become a better person for someone else. Just like loving someone is a beautiful opportunity into saying, I got to have this person in my life. And that's a really gorgeous thing. That's a beautiful thing. Like, I'm so grateful that I've met you, correct? Oh yeah. So I'm so happy that you and I are friends. Exactly. So everything happens for a reason, everything. Exactly. You know, our emotional attachments are the harder parts to let go of. The The soul ties are harder to let go of. But if you if you get logical about it and you really do the work to unpack your bags and not take that baggage with you to the next person, that shows the next person that you care that much that you did the work. You know, you valued them enough to 
make that change. Like, and this is my thing now because everybody's like, Jess, you're so amazing. You're such a great person. You know, you deserve the world. I, so why don't you give it to me? If you can say all these things and I'm this, this, and this, but you can't do it. To me, it's bullshit. Then you don't love, do not say that you love me. There's this book out there called Unfuck Yourself or Unfuck Your Life or whatever, yep. right? Okay, have you read it? I've not read it yet. Okay, so essentially what this guy says is you fuck over your own relationships because you're already doubting them from the very beginning. Yes. And what he says is that, and this is essentially you guys, what I preach to you guys every single time I talk about relationships, go into a relationship with no expectations. When you're dating someone, go into that with no expectations. And what I say by that is don't expect to get married to this person. Don't, don't make futuristic plans all the way out in the future where you don't even know if this is what's going to happen. Or if you've already taken the next step, try to focus on the good things that are going to happen. And then if the bad outweighs the good, then it's time to let go. Unfuck your life and yeah. unfuck yourself, yeah. right? It's a simple worksheet I did. And when I, for the people that I was dating, it blew my mind on, like, let's say out of a hundred percent, this person's giving me 45% of what I need. Why am I still dealing with this person? But to touch on what you were just talking about, this last relationship that I, I'm still working on, he was someone who was like, I'm ready. This man was already telling me he loves me. And I'm just like, wait, what? Why? You know, because we question those things. We question when someone is actually giving us what we want. I'm like, wait, this is not, no, what's wrong? Like, I did nothing for that. And this time around, I tried to just jump in. And I'm like, you know what? Why not? Why not? What's the worst that could happen? Been through pretty much a lot of what can happen in a relationship. What oh, yeah. if this time it works? I deserve that from someone. So why am I going to shoot it down? Because to me, it's too soon. What if it's not too soon for him? What if he sees everything in me that no one else has seen? Or no, maybe they've seen, but they haven't been willing to give me what this person is trying to give me. Exactly. But I can tell you that I think out of every, every relationship I've been in, I've never been loved. I've been cared for. Yes. I've been adored. I've been ravished all this other lustful things but I've never been loved I've never Ruby I've never had someone tell me just you're who I want to spend my life with you're who I want a child with I, and this is what I realized even with the, the people I'm dealing with now like the the random people are the people of my rotation I'm the one reaching out I'm the one cuddling them I'm the one holding them they're not loving me they're not there for me and you know I'm transitioning I'm working on all this stuff so my problem is that I do go into these relationships seeing forever, you know, looking at the future. And what does that do that sets you up for disappointment? Exactly. That's why I say no expectations, because you can't be disappointed if you don't expect anything out of someone. Well, and it's not someone else's responsibility to live up to the image of them that you have in your head. A hundred and ten percent. I agree yeah. with you. A hundred and ten percent. Because we don't know how we are seen in someone else's eyes. Like whenever someone tells me I'm sexy, I'm like ill. And then I'm told, I wish you could see yourself through my eyes. And I'm like, that would be nice. It would be right. nice because I have so much self-doubt. I have so much self-hate. My self-image is corrupted, right? Because yeah. it's been corrupted my entire life via my mom, via my ex-husband, via my brother, via like my cousin, my cousins. I mean, to the point where, I avoid mirrors. The only time that I will yep. actually look at myself is if I'm going to go out. And that's just to make sure my outfit matches and that my makeup looks good. I had a guy force me to look at myself in the mirror because I wouldn't do it. I, I won't do it. I don't like me, period. It's stupid because I, I'm amazing. I'm, yo, I'm a fucking badass. And you know, you know the reason why I don't believe when people tell me I'm beautiful or I'm sexy or I'm amazing or I'm all these things? okay, y'all say that, but where are you? If I'm not reaching out to people on my phone, I don't hear from nobody. Look, it's a fucking Sunday night. My daughter's not home. They don't have school tomorrow. She's with her grandparents. Ain't nobody here trying to spend time with me, but I'm amazing and I'm all these things and I'm so great and I'm this and that. My friend tells me all the time, he's like, just person will say anything to manipulate the situation to get what they want. It's also at the point like where you have to kind of... <sighs> 
you have to either understand if you are being manipulated if you want to be manipulated like it's at that point yeah you know what I mean like you I'm at a point in my life where I can like see things in the way that like I can see a trajectory of people and the way that they treat me and I'm like okay like I know this person's trying to manipulate me am I going to allow myself to be manipulated am I right. going to allow myself to believe the lies like that's exactly what happened with the person that came over tonight look ladies men if someone tells you do you want to just chill why don't we just watch a movie and this is the first time you're meeting them you're gonna get laid because that's all they want so at that point you got to decide is this what i want do i want to get laid is this what i want to deal with so what, and you know honestly i think tonight's one because I, i'm getting to the point where i'm done with dating for right now because the same shit different different dudes and tonight's one was kind of like all right you know what we had this amazing chemistry we, we hit it off having great conversation all right show me you're different and what did you do you showed me you're exactly like everyone else so you know that whole meme like i'm single and you're gonna be have to have to be fucking amazing to change that that's kind of where we're at right now you know i think that that's another thing i think that i just want to be told you know because i've never actually been told like i've never had someone look me in the face look me in the eye and say you are it for me you are end game you are the goal and I scored and I never, ever, ever want to let you go. I want to be with you for as long as you want to be with me. And I think that I make you happy and you make me very happy. And that's all I can see with us is pure happiness. And I want this to go on for as long as we can have it going on. And it's not about the sex and it's not about other things. It's about we make each other laugh. It's about when I'm with you, I am at peace within myself. And I want that for a very long time with you. I have never had that in my life, unfortunately. And I think that that's what I'm craving. Like, I think that that's what my soul, it's not even my heart and it's not my head. It's like my soul. My soul is craving to be wanted so much that someone can't imagine their future without me. You're going to make me cry because that's like, I'm sorry. That is. I literally am craving that connection and we search for it because we settle for all this shit because it's a little glimmer of something close to that. And we settle for all these situationships and one night stands and and rotations because it's better than being alone. I just want that. I just want someone to take me in their arms and say, I love you. And I want to love you for the rest of my life. Because we've definitely said it. <sighs> Don't do I know, that to I'm, I'm doing my best not to cry. I promise you. I'm doing my best not to cry. But I think that we just both had a breakthrough right now. I think that we both just, and this is what podcasting is, you guys. This is the fucking like, this is the shit right here. This is what it is. It is real it, and raw and dick pics. It is. It's real raw. And um, what's sad, Ruby, is we're not alone. Follow all these relationship pages. And I do my research preparing. If you look at all the comments, I mean, there are thousands and thousands of people in the same boat we are. And that just makes me sad. You know, you said you don't watch rom-coms. Honestly, romance is the only thing I watch. I have been stuck on that for years I've talked about fairy tales and the the man I thought that was the love of my life would tell me all the time fairy tales don't exist and I finally came up with hey well if fairy tales don't exist then I want the love that inspired them because it had to come from somewhere if that's the case that's what I want I'm not gonna give up on my fairy tale I do think it's out there but at the same time I'm like in this generation in this day and age that's not what people are thinking about To bring up what I wanted to say earlier, I think we talked about this before, I'm not sure, but you know, the movie, he's just not that into you, right? Mm -hmm. Where they talk about the exception and the rule. I'm the rule. I'm not the exception because of that fact, because no one has said those things to me, because no one has loved me the way I've loved them. Only rom-com I feel is actually slightly believable is The Notebook. And that is because Noah says something in that movie that he says, you tell me when I'm being a son of a bitch and I tell you when you're being a pain in the ass, but that's what I want. I want you and I want all of you, but it's like, that's what I want. You know, like I want the little bit of chaos and I want a little bit of pleasure and pain and torture and sex. And I want the passion and I want the, even if it's only at night when you and I are together, 
even if 10% of our relationship is passion, just knowing you have that spark for me that ignites the rest of you is what I want. See, and that's what I thought I had. Like what you're describing in that quote, the other part to it is it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. We're going to have to work at this every day, but I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever, every day. You know, recently I had a conversation with him and I broke it down for him. I went through my rotation and I was like, this man gives me this, this man gives me this, this man gives me this. You're not the person I turn to when I'm scared at 2 a.m. having a panic attack. You don't make me feel safe. You know, and he tells me, you're giving me a list of a thousand different reasons why you shouldn't be with me. I said, exactly. And I want you because you're you. It has nothing to do with what you can do for me, what you give me. It has nothing to do with that. It's because you're you and I've spent 10 years loving you and, and you make things just feel normal. I don't feel like I have to impress you. But the problem is, is that I'm in this relationship on my own. That's why I said you can't expect someone to live up to the expectation that you have of them. Exactly. It's sad. It's tragic. But the fact that I can love someone that way gives me hope that there's someone else out there like me. Honestly, if I found a man that loved me the way that I loved him, in any of my relationships or past situationships, like we would have never left the bedroom. I would have been pregnant and barefoot every year. I'm, if you're good to me, I'm good to you. If you treat me the way I need to be treated, you can have whatever you want. Exactly. I eat ass, remember? (laughs) Same though. (laughs) All right, you guys. Jessica, where can my followers find you? On Instagram, it's just try me seven. That is where I am most active at. I do have my podcast out on Spotify, same title. Ruby's the inspiration for it. So <laughs> with her help, I'll get there. We got a lot to talk about. We do, we do, we do. And uh, just whenever you want me on your podcast, I am more than happy to do that. Yeah, wait. Yeah, I'm more than happy to guest. Uh, thank you so much today for being here as well. Like I appreciate you for being here so much, but you guys, it is now six eleven in the morning. I got to wake up my kiddo for school. So I am your host. 11 in Hawaii. I am your host Ruby May. If you want to follow me on any social media platform, click the link tree in the description below. Don't forget to rate the podcast and hit that follow button and the little bell to be notified for the next episode of Assault with Morals. Once again, if you want to reach out, please do so. I read every single message you guys send me. So don't be afraid of sending me whatever it is that you want to. I will read it. I hope you have a good week and have the day that karma allows you to have. So remember, every day is a good day to be better than who you were yesterday. Okay. Thanks. Bye.